Could Auburn still be in the market for a transfer quarterback? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We are dapping it up as we do every Friday with Daryl Dapperich, Montgomery radio legend, joining the show. We'll talk about the defensive coordinator and, and what all could happen with that in the coming days, but let's talk about some smoke that has arisen on the transfer quarterback front. Most Auburn fans have wanted Auburn to pursue another transfer quarterback as soon as the portal window opened in early December, Daryl. Well, now, over the last few days, we have seen Jordan McLeod, most recently with James Madison. He's played at several places, South Florida, uh, your Arizona Wildcats, Daryl. But recently... He's followed several Auburn people, including coach Derek Nix, offensive coordinator Derek Nix, as well as Justin Hokinson, as well as a few other Auburn beat writers. And there appears to be some sort of level of mutual interest between Auburn and transfer quarterback Jordan McLeod, Daryl. Yeah, I'll be honest. You know, he entered the portal December 4th, and I heard some smoke back then yeah. uh, from some various sources that said there was mutual interest. Didn't hear anything about a visit or, a, you know, I, I don't, again, Auburn, the offensive coordinator situation was in flux then, but I heard his name as an option. And it, and it was also, to be perfectly honest, Miami was looking at him as well until they just inked Cam Ward. So yeah. he's been linked to a couple of schools as far as mutual interest and Auburn was one of them. And then the, the statement comes out that Auburn's going to ride or die with Peyton Thorne and not pursue a transfer portal quarterback. Then the heat comes back up again, the smoke after the Music City Bowl that they might. It's been back and forth. But when people typically start to follow people on social media in a mutual type deal, I, you know, that kind of piques my interest a little bit. It makes my ears perk up. Yeah, I think so. And he's not going to just follow these people on social media just because. Uh, I think there's got to be something. It doesn't mean everything, but it does mean something. Daryl. So as far as Jordan McLeod, let's just assume because technically they had to enroll by Wednesday to be a part of the spring semester at Auburn University, and then obviously go through spring practice. Talking to a couple of folks today, it does sound like there are loopholes and there's going to be some ways to maneuver that. And so we'll see exactly what that looks like. But if he's going to do this, and you're going to add anybody else to your roster, you've got to do it this weekend. You have to. like You've yeah. got to be in a situation where the newcomer can be on campus and in class on Monday, Daryl. So if you're Jordan McLeod, you've got to think. I mean, he entered the portal, like you said, early in the window, December 4th. I believe the portal opened on December 3rd. So his intention was to go somewhere else. You're running out of time. If you're Jordan McLeod, you got to think you've got to make a move soon. Yeah, I, I would say that if if there's no announcement, if he doesn't show up at the Ole Miss Auburn basketball game Saturday, <laughs> if there's no announcement by Saturday or Sunday, that ship has sailed. Right. The interesting thing for me is Wake Forest, Miami. There's three or four schools that were really interested in him. Why so long? That's the thing that's perplexing to me. Why has he been in the portal for five weeks with no movement? 
he's not a sports management major, by the way. He's a cyber security major that I think Auburn offers. So I don't I don't understand the whole why it's taken so long for him. I, I get it why it hasn't for Auburn, but why he wouldn't line up somewhere else. Because look, this guy is desirable. There are schools out there, power five schools that would want him, um, that he would be a, an upgrade in some quarterback rooms and would be a, a nice uh, you know, replacement in some quarterback rooms for people that graduated. So I'm a little bit, I don't know, just kind of interested and in, in a little bit confused as to why after five weeks there's been no landing spot for him unless Miami slow played him and he thought he was going to go to Miami and then they signed Cam Ward or yeah. other schools kind of wanted to see how things fell out. But, I, I again, that would be my only concern is I, I, the kid is good enough to play at a Power 5 school. He's played at a Power 5 school and was doing really well until he had a knee injury. Yeah, He sat out all of 2022 to, to rehab that, to rest that, to be, you know, full scale. So why the why the delay? You know, that would be the question I would have. Why is it taking so long for him to find a landing spot? Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm joking a little bit when I say that you refer to him as, you know, the kid, 24 years old. 24 I mean, this, years. This guy's been in college for a minute. I think there's pros and cons to that, right, especially if you're – bringing in a transfer quarterback for depth or, or anything like that. I, I also don't know if you bring in another quarterback or you're eyeing a quarterback unless you think something could happen post-spring in that transfer window. Like, Do you sense that somebody will leave? Like a Peyton Thorne, I don't think Peyton Thorne will leave. I think Holden Gurner is probably the most likely to transfer out, depending on, obviously, how the pecking order at the end of spring looks. But Five scholarship quarterbacks, if they were to bring on Jordan McLeod in time, five scholarship quarterbacks in spring, especially when it's a true quote-unquote competition, an open competition with everybody involved, that's a lot of guys that you've got to split not that many reps for, Daryl. I've said all along, the only two scenarios that you add another quarterback to the quarterback room is if you feel like you've significantly upgraded Yes. Over Thorne, and you feel like you got a dude that can play at the next level, and is, you know, and I don't know if McLeod is that guy unless Austin and Nicks and Freeze. You know, remember now, one offensive coordinator may view a quarterback in the portal completely different than a new guy. So one man's trash is another man's treasure. Maybe yeah. Philip Montgomery wasn't high on any of those guys, but Derek Nix and Ken Austin are. That's a different dynamic when you have a different coach evaluating, but. Either you you feel like you're going to significantly upgrade or upgrade that position in the starting role, or you, like you just said, you nailed it, anticipate somebody leaving, and you you want to make sure you have four scholarship quarterbacks. Right. This is the deal. For those that might not understand exactly what his skill set is or what kind of quarterback he is, I watched three games of his every single snap in 2000. 21, Jed Fish's first year at Arizona. And the kid was having a nice season. Then the three games against Oregon and USC and somebody else against good defenses in, in Pac-12 standards, he looked pretty dynamic. Dual threat guy, can run it. He's one of the only five quarterbacks this year in regular FBS football that threw for 3,400 and rushed for at least 300 yards. Drake May, you know, the Gabriel kid at Oklahoma. So, those are pretty gaudy stats. He's only one of five that did that. 
He is a, through, a, a true dual threat. He did not run kind of an RPO. It was more of a read option, but he, he, he used his legs until he got hurt. So would he fit in Auburn's system? Yeah. I mean, I he, he's definitely, having watched you freeze for a whole year and then watched him in those three games and what offense he ran for Jed Fish, he could run this system and be effective in it. Yeah. So Jordan McLeod, Daryl, he reminds me of almost every other quarterback in the transfer portal with the exception of very few. And I want to explain what I mean by that in just a moment. Right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. Go ahead and get everything set up today so you can be ready to play with the NFL postseason happening this weekend. So right now, new customers, you can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed whenever you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, and the app is so easy to use. With live same-game parlays, you can find bets in the new Explore tab, and you can make parlays in the Parlay Hub, which, of course, is the best way to find popular parlays and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Daryl Daprich, our guest, as we dap it up on this Friday, continuing our conversation about the smoke around Jordan McLeod. And I want to add to this. I, I don't think he ends up at Auburn. If I had to guess, I don't think he ends up at Auburn because he reminds me of the vast majority of quarterbacks in the portal where you can see the upside, but then you've got to ask yourself the question. Is he better than what Auburn currently has at quarterback? And so many people are quick to say, oh my gosh, Zach, you love Peyton Thorne so much. It's not even that. It's Peyton Thorne's already got a year in the system. Jordan McLeod does not have that. Also, I think the competition of Hank Brown, Walker White, and Holden Gurner with extra years of eligibility on the back end if they were to beat out Peyton Thorne is far more valuable than bringing in Jordan McLeod as a one-year bridge, as a one-year rental. And to me, I like the upside of the competition of the four guys that are currently on the roster way more than bringing in a guy like Jordan McLeod. It was that way with most quarterbacks in the transfer portal, with the exception of very, very few guys, Daryl. So th that's where I'm at with this. I don't think it necessarily makes a ton of sense. The caveat to that is, Right now, in this moment, without Peyton Thorne having another spring under his belt and another year in the system, in my opinion, McLeod's better, having watched both of them play. Wow. And if this would have happened last year, if McLeod would have transferred to Auburn instead of James Madison last year, it is my opinion that with the skill set McLeod has shown in playing in bowl games and playing FBS football, it's my opinion that he would have beaten out Peyton Thorne last year if they both would have came on campus at the same time. Okay. But, of course, that's a what-if scenario. That's Neverland. The, the reality is Peyton Thorne has a year under his belt now, and McLeod would be behind Peyton Thorne. But you're talking about an offense that's going to look a little bit different because you've got a different play caller. Uh, you've got a different offensive coordinator that's going to input different route trees and different schemes. Right. You've got different receivers that, that Auburn's going to have. So there's a lot of variables that change. I'm saying if you could go back in time and right before UMass, who was the better quarterback in September of 2023, I'm saying McLeod. And I'm saying McLeod is right now 
but projected with, like I said, A-Day, Spring, you freeze calling plays, knowing Peyton Thorne's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Peyton Thorne does nudge ahead of him based on those factors. I also think, though, it's it's deeper than that because if you add another guy that's, you know, maybe the second most likely to win the starting quarterback job in 2024, the same folks that are calling for, you know, somebody other than Peyton Thorne are usually the same people that say, let's go ahead and just deal with the growing pains to start Walker White. Well, if you bring in a Jordan McLeod or any other transfer quarterback, you're taking reps away from your future quarterback. And your future quarterback may be Hank. It may be Walker White. Regardless, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think the slight chance of him being better than Peyton Thorne in 2024 is worth sacrificing and taking reps away from the young quarterbacks in the room. I'm going to throw a comp at you in a scenario okay. that's going to blow your mind. And Ooh. maybe you'll pivot like I did on Keontae Scott. Last year, everybody was up in arms and just hot and heavy to get a particular signal caller from the Sunbelt Conference. Do you remember who that was? McCall, Grayson McCall. And he won Sunbelt Player of the Year at the quarterback position. You want to take a guess who the Sunbelt Player of the Year was last year from the quarterback position? <laughs> Jordan McLeod. So sure. my point is, if last year everybody was, you know, just booging for Grayson McCall and crushed their souls because Auburn didn't offer his uh, major, what would change in one year to go get the best quarterback in the Sun Belt Conference, better than T.J. Finley, better than Grayson McCall, had a better year than both of them? Why would that change in one calendar year? Did, did if, if it would change for me if the quarterback that you had played at elite level? He didn't. So why everybody high on McCall last year with a very very similar comp? Sun Belt quarterback player of the year. Yeah, yeah, both mobile, both can use their arm as well. I would say the biggest change is Auburn's quarterback room is better now than but who's coming in. Who's coming in in the future? Right, that matters. Walker yeah. White coming in. Because and McCall would have been able to play two years last year. Remember, I right. mean that because he's playing for North Carolina State this next year. So that might change the variables. But I just thought that's an interesting comp that how we can change the mindset in in one calendar year. We were just excited as can be about a power about a group of five kid that was the best in that division of football in that conference. Well, that's what McLeod was last year. Yeah, yeah. So as this smoke continues to kind of fill up around Jordan McLeod. I, I just thought it was worth kind of mentioning on this Friday edition of Locked on Auburn, Daryl. Once again, I, if I had to guess, I would say he is not on Auburn's roster, but um, Auburn may hedge their bets. It seems like four scholarship quarterbacks is kind of their number. And if you've got a feeling that Holden Gurner is going to leave or if somebody else was going to leave, it makes sense from an insurance policy standpoint. If I'm Jordan McLeod, though, it's like, man, what are you waiting on? You gotta find yeah. a you gotta find a landing spot soon, dude. Are you here? You know, there's been some some smoke that Holden Gurner is waiting till the spring to see if it truly is an open quarterback competition, like you free says. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden reality sets in and you're third on the depth chart and or fourth, and then you jump. Maybe Auburn is anticipating that. You know, I mean, I've heard that Holden Gurner would be one of the most likely people to jump in the spring. And why would that be? Um, because is he really going to beat out Peyton Thorne, Hank Brown, or Walker White? 
Yeah, Holden's in a tough spot because you could say, all right, even if if I'm if I'm QB two behind Thorn, and then you know you you're gonna have to sit behind somebody wherever you go anyway because you don't have enough tape to kind of prove yourself to come in and be QB one in a new place. So you could just stay here, sit behind Peyton. He's going to be gone after the season. And then are you the favorite? If you're holding Gurner, are you the favorite to be the starting quarterback for Auburn in 2025? If 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 you're holding, I think you can vent, you can convince yourself of that. I don't know if I believe that right now. Like if I had to guess who Auburn's starting quarterback is in 2025, my answer is probably not holding Gurner. It's either Hank Brown or Walker White, if I had to guess, but if you're holding and you believe in yourself because he's in a tough spot, Daryl, he doesn't have any tape other than when he's been thrust into a game and it was a really unfortunate situation and he didn't look good. I don't think it's all on Holden, but his tape, it's, a, it's not good. And so I don't really know how you sell yourself other than the fact that you were, you know, a, a hot shot coming out of high school and, um, you know, former four-star kid, you know, you've got upside and got a great throwing motion and, you know, he can work out and, and win the day for that way. But I don't know what he should do. I really don't. You also have that dynamic of sometimes kids, regardless of how much they believe in themselves, are also honest and realistic with themselves. And you talk about putting stuff on film. If you're holding Gurner and you get inserted into the Music City Bowl, and you play a couple of series and struggle, and then you're on the sidelines and watch Hank Brown light it up for a quarter, you have to have some real honest conversations with yourself and say, I still believe in myself, but is the coaching staff going to really look at this and say, okay, Hank Brown's moved ahead of me because of proof of concept and what he did on the field. I'm not trying to besmirch or downplay Holden Gurner at all. I'm just stating the facts are, when you, when you view that, you may start to think, well, I didn't do enough. Hank Brown did. They're going to move him ahead of me, regardless of how much how much confidence you have. Some of these kids are realists, too. That's why you see them jump in the portal. All those factors may be the reason why Auburn's anticipating something like that happening. Yeah. And this would be an insurance policy. Right. Right. And, and I think the storyline of how many reps some of these quarterbacks get in spring, especially if another transfer quarterback were to come in, I think that'll be telling too, because it, it kind of sounded like that a little bit with Donovan Kaufman entering the portal. It's like his playing time went away and it's like, well, you know, maybe they, maybe they're telling you something. So we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, Jordan McLeod, a name worth watching this weekend for sure. Defensive coordinator chatter. Who should Hugh Freeze hire? What should Hugh Freeze do? We discussed that in just a moment. Right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Daryl, you use Game Time. I use Game Time. And it's great because it's not just sports. It's not just, you know, theater and concerts. and com It's all of it. Right. It's all of it. I've bought a few concert tickets with Game Time. I've bought lots of sports tickets, uh, both with uh, college sports and uh, NFL games all through the game time app and you've used it as well. Yeah. No true to the rumor that I bought tickets to the play that Abraham Lincoln was at. Uh, I'm not that old. I bought, I bought tickets to, I'm still dating myself. When I tell you this, the journey Def Leppard concert in Atlanta Ooh. in July, me and my wife are going, we're children of the eighties. And so we're going to enjoy a little bit of fun concert time and 
game time made it really simple. Have the app right on my phone. Yep, yep. You know when you go to buy what exactly what the view is going to look like from your seat. I love that. Mm -hmm. And you also know with the game time guarantee that it's going to be the lowest price uh, for that section and row out there. They can guarantee that. If you find uh, somewhere that can beat that, they'll give you 110% of the difference and make that up to you there too. So download the game time app. The app is free. Create an account. Use code Locked On, all one word, L O C K E D O N, for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Daryl Daprich. It seems like three names for Auburn's defensive coordinator are still kind of hovering around. I still believe Chris Kiffin is the favorite, and of course, from an Auburn point of view, we're waiting on the Houston Texans season. To end, they play the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. I know you're a big Baltimore Ravens guy, Daryl, but you know maybe uh, maybe the rest of the fan base will be pulling uh, for the I Ravens actually, just like you will be yeah, as well. Yeah, I actually, unlike the Cleveland game last week, I would not mind if the Ravens went ahead and ended the Texans season for the sake of let's moving on with this defensive coordinator thing. I think we're overthinking this, and here's why. I think the answer is right there in front of us, as simple as can be. If it wasn't Chris Kiffin, the coach would have been hired already. What would be the delay unless you're waiting for Chris Kiffin's season to be over? The names that you'll throw out there are available now and could be gotten now. Why wait unless you're waiting on a particular dude? I think it's that simple. Yeah, the other two names that you're hearing the most are DJ Durkin, who was at Texas A&M a year ago. It sounded like he was going to be Saban's D.C., and then when Saban retired, uh, it sounds like he interviewed with DeBoer. Um, I, don't, I don't know that, but... Um, we'll see what happens there. And then the other one is Zach Arnett, who was at Mississippi State. That didn't work out as far as him as a head coach, but he was tied to the Auburn DC job a year ago. And so th there's some sort of relationship. Been, I yeah, I think he would have been the defensive coordinator a year ago had he not got the head coaching job at Mississippi State. I think the stars were aligning. That's why I think Arnett, although I think is a great defense coordinator. DJ Durkin, like either one of those dudes, I think are gettable right now. Why wait? You've already announced Knicks. If you wanted yeah. to do a thing where you it was, you know, together announce both coordinators, you'd have done that. I think it's just real simple. They're waiting on Kiffin. Yeah, I think so too. But I do think Freeze is in a weird spot because unless you just know like 100% that Chris Kiffin is going to say, yes, I accept it. Um, you're kind of stuck in limbo. You're kind of stuck in knows. limbo. I think he you, knows. You do? I, yeah, I think that there's no way on God's green earth that Auburn waits this long if they don't have some sort of commitment or guarantee from Kiffin orally that, hey, I'm coming. There's no way. they would have. They would. And here's the luxury you have. You have Kelly on your staff. A lot of colleges don't have that. You've got a dude that's a co-DC, a proven defensive coordinator, and a hell of a recruiter What's the rush? You got a guy that's got experience as a defensive coordinator years and years and years already in your building. Yeah. Take your time, get it right, wait for the Texans to get smoked by Baltimore, and then make the announcement. Yeah, I think so. Now I am a believer in CJ Stroud. So I love him. I love him. He has become like must see TV for me. He's one of those guys, I call it stopping in the room on the way by. Okay, you're doing something in another room and you're coming through the den and he's on TV. He's a talent that makes you stop and watch. 
Yeah. That's the kind of guy he is. And so I, I love, I mean, he has really become one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL, especially the way he carries himself, his maturity, his mm-hmm. off the field stuff, man, I, I wish nothing but the best for him. And I hate the Ravens, but I think I'm ready to close this chapter for Auburn. And let's go, let's move on. Yeah. And, and I'm sure Hugh freeze um, wants to fill out a staff. I, I, big picture. Is there a big difference between hiring your defensive coordinator like today versus a week from now? Like probably not because of Kelly. I, I think because again, of yeah, Kelly, because yeah. of Kelly, you have an inherent luxury of a dude that's already is part of the is, is co-defensive coordinator. And it's not like he's an X's and O's guy and can't recruit, right? It's like you're getting him to be X's and O's and Kiffin to be the recruiter. Kelly is an elite recruiter. So you're getting a hybrid from him. You're getting the best of both worlds. You can take your time. You have that inherent luxury. One week does not make a difference when you got a dude like him on your staff. That's right. That's right. Daryl, you and I will go live after Auburn and Ole Miss tomorrow. That should be an exciting game. It should be an electric environment, even more so than normal at Neville Arena, 7.30 tip. So we'll go live probably between 9.40 and 10 o'clock, depending on how the game is called, how many commercials there are and all that. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, ring the bell so you get notified and all that good stuff. Daryl, help people check out everything else that you've got going on. Follow me on xdap6410. Monday mornings, uh, I'm on Auburn Network, and Tuesday afternoons, another show on the Auburn Network. And then, man, you know, popping up with you a lot here this week. So I've really enjoyed that. That's been great. Yeah, no, I, I've enjoyed it too, and I know the the viewers and listeners have too. So thank you for uh, for working overtime for us. No problem. This week. Uh, you can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. Once again, please subscribe. Really helps the show out. Like the video. Helps out a ton. We will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.